0: Hey, that's pretty good. Okay, so if you had told me that I'd write this big piece on Gary Trent Jr., and then he would hit a buzzer beating game winner the very same night that the piece came out, piece came out in the morning. You get it. I would be quite shocked. Well, that's what happened. Obviously, I had no part to play in it. It's just uh, what would the term be? Serendipitous, fortuitous. One of the two, I'm sure it uh, it covers the bases. But yeah, the Raptors, 103 to 101. They defeat the Washington Wizards, who did not have Rui Hachimura or Bradley Beal. And one other player who I can't think of right now, so I will scroll their roster. And oh, yes, it's Daniel Gafford. And Thomas Bryant has been out for quite some time anyway. But Daniel Gafford, I actually like him. He uh, came over from the Chicago Bulls. He's a pretty fun rim threat at times. I think defensively, he still has a long way to go. But he he can throw down some dunks, vicious ones at that. But yeah, the Raptors, 103 to 101, largely behind the heroics, I would say, of Malachi Flynn, uplifting the team around him and forcing them, pushing them, saying, hey, let's play some good basketball. I'm going to give you the good lead guard stuff that you've been missing. And uh, he did so. So that was pretty cool. He, he had a hell of a game. Uh, popular meme on Raptors Twitter currently is the Raptors Nation or Raptor Nation thing. Malachi Flynn's dad posts on Facebook. He has rants where he talks about his son needs to play. And I don't understand the fixation because every dad wants their kid to play. Like, uh, obviously, he wants his son to play more. His son played four years in college. His son was drafted as if he was ready. He should have been playing. I can't believe how short a leash he's had so far, actually. So regardless, uh, there's going to be a post on Raptor Nation from Malachi Flynn's dad, Eric Flynn, I believe. So uh, look out for that if that's something you're interested in. It's not something I'm interested in, though. I'm interested in the game. What's happening on the day-to-day? So we'll begin with the starting lineup. Gary Trent Jr., DeAndre Bembry, both looking like de facto Nominal, I think nominal point guard would probably be more accurate. I don't know which of them was operating, which is truly closer to it. But DeAndre Bembry was handling more of that role today. And he he was vacant from it largely until the fourth quarter where he had some nice dribble drives. He had a couple nice plays that he made, really special passes. DeAndre Bembry has always had that in his bag. People listen to the podcast often know that I'm quite high on Bembry just not as a primary initiator. I disagree with Nick Nurse's decision to keep Flynn off the bench. There's a reason why the Raptors were winning his minutes. He's, he's a point guard. He was leading the team properly. And the above-the-break rote offense that the Raptors were running off the start where they were down 12-1 to start the game is because they're just running pitch plays or dribble handoffs above the break and all of their weak side action is completely toothless. Nothing is happening with that. And so they can't get anything going and they're overly reliant on OGN and and Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam, who we know can create, but not at like a super heliocentric level, which is almost what this roster would dictate just because there's not that much shot creation. And OGN and who continues to progress as far as shot creation goes, but he's not much of a playmaking force. Of course, that's progressing as well. But you would think in the future, OGN and OB might be able to take over a game and be the de facto guy, the guy who's taking on the highest usage rate and running through reads and stuff like that. Maybe someday. This day was probably a bit too soon. So the Raptors right off this jump in a super difficult position and have defensive lapses as well on the other end because Chris Boucher had a really tough game defensively. And so they, they start out in a hole. And that didn't really turn around until Malachi Flynn came in and started... Punishing the Wizards drop defense, which they run with Robin Lopez and Alex Len. Both are drop. That's all they're going to do if you ask them to do more. They're way out of their depth. And Malachi Flynn, I thought, was making great decisions in the pick and roll against that drop defense. Helped turn the game around. The Raptors picked things up as the first quarter ended and into the second quarter. And largely because Malachi Flynn was running the proper offense and his defense, it's quite potent. He's dangerous in there. Screen navigation, crisp rotations, dig downs, pinching in on drives. The whole package was there. Genuinely. His point of attack defense impressed me. His scheme defense, scheme slash team defense was was quite good. And it it would it would maybe be a little bit too far to say that he was more impressive as a defender in this game just because of how much the Raptors relied on his leadership abilities with the ball in his his hands on the court just to kind of orient their offense in the proper spaces a lot of the time. But that's how good he was defensively in this game, that the Raptors, he was a weapon on that end. And so along with his minutes came the runs and Aaron Baines, surprisingly. And he was a breath of fresh air in this game, I think. There was just a calmness. Malachi Flynn was running the show. It was a little bit more traditional offense just because you're not trying to get... Fred Van Vliet to, I think, Robel, uh, who's a fantastic analyst as far as the NBA draft and the NBA, he commented on this and he said that he thought Malachi Flynn had a better sense of balance when calling for his own offense and his teammates than Fred Van Vliet. Not to say that Fred Van Vliet is not as good as Malachi Flynn, just that Malachi Flynn is maybe a bit more practiced at and has a better understanding of how to maximize the different pieces around him, especially in transition, probably. But in the half court, I think first stretches, Malachi Flynn can do better. Although Fred VanVleet is obviously a much better player, especially when he finds the right mix. He's very impressive and has, you know, he's a better player. It doesn't even need to be discussed. But to this is more of a credit to Malachi Flynn. He had a really great game, figuring out what the defense was giving up, where he was able to press them and create points of tension in their defense. And then when that tension would release, find where the soft spot was on the weak side or strong side and stuff like that. And he did a great job. I I was really happy with his, his performance. OG Pascal. Pascal in the first half, the Wizards couldn't really stop him. And it was kind of funny because they guarded him as if he didn't have a right to left crossover. And if anybody has watched any a modicum of Pascal Siakam, mixtapes or highlights or anything like that, you would know that he really loves crossing over from right to left and driving down the lane after that. It, he, he does it all the time, and he can get back with his steps to the right side of the bucket, or he can finish on the left side of the bucket. But he does not have a very strong left-to-right crossover. It's dangerous when he's going right-to-left. And they guarded him as if that would never happen. And he crossed like four of their defenders and he just went straight to the bucket. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe how ill prepared they were for that that defensive assignment. And the rest of his game, you probably would have liked to see some better playmaking from him in this one. But the way the Wizards were defending him, I don't really blame him. He should have scored a little bit more, I'm sure. But they uh, they were happy to leave like single coverage quite often. And the Raptors, they ran a lot of actions to get him downhill, to get him looks like that. And for the most part, he took advantage. And, you know, the Wizards, shame on you to some degree. And the Raptors, shame on them for not maximizing Pascal all the way in that regard. But yeah, he, he was scoring the ball in the first half, especially. Adversely as well, the the Wizards were finding their way to offense quite often in the first half and the third quarter, especially. Only 15 points scored in the fourth And a lot of that had to do with uh, three-point variance because a guy like Garrison Matthews just comes out as a heat pump and gets most of his minutes early on. He still played 29 in this game, but the most open looks that he had were early on, and he was just banging those in. Guys like uh, Davis Bertans hitting threes early on, Denny Avdiha, he had a few here and there. But the thing is, the Raptors, or a couple here and there, I should say, And the Raptors, they overload. We know that they do this. They overload. The other team makes passes. They find open three-point shooters, maybe from players who don't typically get up that many shots. And it's really dependent. This defense is on how role players are going to shoot it. Garrison Matthews, if he's going to go off for four of six three-pointers, it's going to buoy parts of the Wizards offense that typically aren't running that well. And that's going to grease the wheels for a lot of other actions like Russell Westbrook getting to the rim or Russell Westbrook's little pull up in the lane where he's not as crowded from the sides so or rear view contests. He's just shooting over a smaller guard or a guy who's backpedaling. And it just makes everything so much easier. And the Raptors, they also couldn't stop anything going to the rim. So Alex Len, he had a nice little game against the Raptors, a revenge game of sorts and punished them on the glass a little bit. He's plus 11 and uh, as was Davis Bertans. But <laughs> the Wizards, they play. You know, for all the things the Raptors have been this year, as far as record and losing games, the Wizards have been worse. And uh, I think they showed that on on some level tonight. So the Raptors, they they did get punished a little bit inside early on, especially from Alex Len. The two man game between he and Westbrook, just getting him opportunities. Len pressuring on the glass, as I said. And then when the defense was collapsing, finding guys like Bertans or Garrison Matthews for open shots and the Raptors, this has been something that's been happening for, you know, almost a year at this point is that the collapse and the recover is not working as well because the team isn't defending five men on a string. It's the string is breaking quite often. And in the fourth quarter, the string, miraculously, you know, it came back together. And I think largely on the back of OG Ananobi. I thought he had a masterful defensive fourth quarter. And Malachi Flynn as well. They just, at the point of attack, were really, really impressive. The defense on Westbrook was really, really impressive. And there's a thing to guarding Russell Westbrook that sometimes you want to give him a little space so you get him to take the jumper. Like You don't want to smother him And you know, think of like OG Ananobi kind of stepping out on a guy four feet beyond the three point arc, and that guy starts freaking out. He's like, oh my God, I can't dribble the ball. OG is not only containing me, but he's attacking my dribble. He's going to steal it. He's going to steal it. What do I do? Uh, You can kind of lay off of Russell Westbrook a little bit and invite these horrible shots because Russell Westbrook's sense of tempo in a basketball game is fragile, I would say. He can lose it very quickly. And we saw that in the fourth quarter when he just started bricking an insane amount of shots and the turnovers, and everything was just going kind of haywire for a moment. And then he comes back and he hits a three after the Raptors had made the comeback all the way, and it looked like he had won the game. But here's the thing. Gary Trent Jr. came back down and he hit a three. Before, before we finish up, I, I just want to say... Deandre Bembry, I think, and OG Ananobi especially, and Malachi Flynn in the fourth quarter, and Aaron Baines, yes, they all deserve a lot of credit for how that went down because Bembry's on-ball creation, which was buoyed by kind of insane shots in the lane, these little push shots where he's hanging and fending a guy off with his knee or his offhand, and just the little touch shot at the end, he made a couple of those, and just some incredible reads off the bounce as well, and. OG Ananobi hitting shots, a three-pointer, getting out on the break for a dunk, and you know a pin down mid-range, very nice to see. And Malachi Flynn, mixing and matching exactly as the Raptors need. He bricked a three late on, but that's that's fine. The Raptors, they got back into this game because they played really good defense, and they let Russell Westbrook kind of spin himself out of control, and that that was the game for the most part can't remember if I touched on this earlier for whatever reason. I guess I'm getting over the the hill. But Yuta Watanabe deserves a lot of love for his defensive stretch that he had. The closeouts that he continues to bring out on every time he comes out and plays. Nick Nurse had a comment about it uh, prior to the game. And it was something along the lines of nobody notices Yuta Watanabe's impressive defensive first step because people always talk about the first step offensively. And especially around like March Madness time, and there's draft guys talking about players, first step is evaluated a lot. Everybody pays attention to it. Where's that burst coming from? And Yuta Watanabe, this is something I talked about in the big piece I wrote about his defense, where you know I was talking about how great his closeouts are and his defensive rotations. It's like an outfielder or an, a baseball player making a read off the bat, getting a jump on the ball. Yuta Watanabe gets a jump on the offensive player. And not only that, but he's able to read the offensive player's intentions usually. And he obviously does a lot of film work because he knows pet moves that guys have and he'll beat them to their spots a lot of the time. So I think that deserves a lot of love. I really appreciate his defense. He still needs to shoot more. Yuta, you have to shoot more. I saw you get into the lane the one time. You had a jump stop. You pivoted and passed out. You should have put the shot up. You're a good shooter. Shoot the ball. And uh, I think people will be happy if you shoot the ball more because, you know, Malachi Flynn is going through this right now. He was way too risk averse. He didn't want to boogie on players. He didn't want to shake loose and get, you know, find himself for a jump shot or anything like that. And it made his game so much less potent. It made him just another guy on the floor on a Raptors team that needs guys to try and go out and get theirs, especially on a night like tonight. So. Yuta, I think there was a vacuum that you could have filled a little bit more, but defensively you're always there, so I, I can't complain too much. And Gary Trent, I think this was just a run-of-the-mill Gary Trent game, not a whole bunch of playmaking going on, you know, hardly any at all. Uh, I think underwhelming defensive output, which once we see what the team looks like when they've practiced and they've retooled next season, because a guy like OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam, if you put them on a new team— you can actually look at what Aaron Gordon is doing with Denver. You don't need a lot of practice time for him to kind of stand out defensively where you go, oh, hell yeah, this guy is, he's a very, very impactful defender. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is not that level of defender, so he can't just come into a scheme and start dominating. Like if OG were traded somewhere, he would go into that scheme and immediately every action he guards, even without the cohesion with the rest of the other players, it would be very apparent to fans and analysts alike. Gary Trent, I think needs to be he needs to be in the this game a little bit longer. He needs practice time to really make the most of his defensive abilities. And he was he was also miscast in Portland as well. But a lot of these, a lot of these defensive performances are a little bit underwhelming. But he's the youngest player on the roster. He just hit a game winner, and they run a ton of pin downs for him during these games. It's and he's he's fine. He's, I would say, above average in that play type. And I'm not even sure, like NBA.com does not have anything measured by pin downs. I'm not sure if Synergy does either. But I would guess that he's coming in around average or above average in that play type. And the Raptors on the night when you score 103 and you're clearly looking for offense, just having a simplistic pin down, a guy come up, catch the ball and do something with it, that's valuable offense. And Gary Trent Jr., he can give you that 46%, you know, on the night shooting, went two of six from three. I, it could be better, sure, but... I thought that he was fine tonight. He brought a little bit of offensive pop, and then obviously hit the game winner, step back triple after the stiff arm. So, well done to you, sir. And uh, Reggie Evans Award, I'm giving it to who? To who? Malachi Flynn. I'm very happy with his performance. The defense, man, it stands out to me. He's really, really impressive on that end. It's it makes it so much more palatable if he's having an off offensive game, which he will as he becomes part of the Raptors' future, and he continues to develop and gets more minutes, he's going to have off-offensive games, but he's always going to be there defensively the same way Fred is, and maybe not to Fred's level. But man, this is these are impressive performances from him on that end. And so six rebounds, four assists, four steals, three blocks. Way closer to a five-by-five five than you would expect from Malachi Flynn off the bench, but this is where we're at. He's done a fantastic job of applying himself in this situation, and I think we're seeing the fruits of his labor, and uh, I was very happy with his performance tonight. So Reggie Evans' award goes to him. Top quick reaction comment from BM, quote, Malachi is going to be special. His ability to finish at the rim at that size is awesome. Once his three-point normalizes, he will be special. I'm excited for this core and whatever they get in this draft. Add a starting big and maybe one, two bench pieces, and they'll be back competing, end quote. Hmm yeah it's uh he's a much better finisher at the rim than his size would have you expect, especially when you know Raptors fans are used to watching a guy like Fred who is still a very bad finisher at the rim he is he's not good there, but Flynn has more craft in the middle of the floor, and like this isn't me saying Flynn is better than Fred. Fred is really good he's been the best player on the Raptors this year, and i I don't think it's close. Pascal is coming around, but Fred has been so impactful but Malchi has a lot of craft in the middle of the floor he can keep he can keep dropping bigs or hedging bigs or blitzing bigs or switching bigs he can keep them off balance he's got a little bit of shake is he's got a lot of hesitation in his game and so and and he can come off the wrong foot he can finish at a higher arc and he can do all that kind of stuff so he's uh he can mix and match properly when going downhill against the big so that'll be nice to see three point normalizing yeah that should come around at some point if not this season next season I'm sure it'll shake out yeah in the draft I uh, I have no idea where they'll end up drafting because they could lose a lot of games you know to finish the season they could win they could go above 500 the rest of the year I wouldn't be too surprised they could go below 500 I would not be surprised at all there's a lot of variation in where they end up picking I think and a starting big in in free agency, Rashawn Holmes, anybody? And uh, one, two bench pieces be back competing. They certainly would be good enough to uh, to try and get into the top half of the East, I think. So, you know, you always want that superstar at the top and you kind of want to go to the rhythm of their drum, but the Raptors currently not built to uh, to build a roster that way. So they have to try and do something a little bit different and I'm excited to see how they do it as well. So BM, thanks for commenting. And uh, yeah, have a, have a blessed day, uh, BM. But listener, you have a blessed day too. I've botched this completely. But whether you got into it in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.